The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhez on SAFM. Let's talk about business. Hashtag business on Wednesday. The author is on the line, an entrepreneur, Miss Catherine Weinberg, the author of the book Sheep Won't Rule the World. Certainly I'm glad about that. Imagine being led by sheep. Or are we being led by sheep? Good evening, Catherine. <laughs> yes, hello. Good evening to you, Songezo. Yeah, that's a very good question. You all, do you want to answer it now that I've asked it? Ah, uh, well, I'm going to skip that one from a politics perspective. <laughs> uh, I think I'll. Uh, I think you've had enough of politics this evening. Let's stay away. Let's stay with business. I think it's uh, a safer, <laughs> safer topic. Very well. Let's talk about the book and its contents then, because I'm sure it's not the political content that I'm trying to steer you towards. Sheep won't rule the world. What do you mean by that? What does a book cover? I have not read it, and so I make that disclaimer up Great. front. Yeah, thanks, Sangeza. Um, Look, essentially, as an entrepreneur, um, if you want to lead uh, in business, you need to be thinking differently. And so the title of the book, um, Sheep Will Never Rule, really, uh, the rule of the world, uh, just really reflects that. Uh, that as an entrepreneur, you always need to stay sharp and um, and not just be following what others are doing. In fact, it comes from a, a simple story. Um, so the book is really a compilation of a 100 a um, hundred uh, stories that I, that I that I share with entrepreneurs every week, and that particular story is: uh, I was driving down the road one day, and I saw um, I saw a car by the side of the road with a for sale notice on it, and I I thought, you know, if I in all my life I've never met anybody that actually bought a car or sold a car by doing that by putting a sign uh, by the side of the road. And it just occurred to me that so often we follow these things because we see other people are doing it, because we see other people advertising in a certain magazine or in a, on the radio. We just think it's a good idea and we jump ahead and do the same thing. Um, whereas uh, in business, you, you have to just be wiser than that. You have to look around and make sure it's the right thing. And and then, uh, yeah, sometimes forge forge new pathways, but definitely not being a sheep. You certainly are an entrepreneur who's graced many of the world's stages and being in the dark spaces of entrepreneurship, oftentimes walking the journey alone. Let's trace some of the footsteps back, starting in Ndola, Zambia. Your father was an entrepreneur, and I think it rubbed off on you. Talk to us about your entrepreneurial journey across the many continents, Europe, Australasia, and South Africa. Sure. Thanks, Songezo. Yes, so I was born in Zambia and, uh, in fact, studied, uh, went at a very young age to boarding school in, in England and then studied in, um, in uh, Edinburgh and then after that in Australia. But really, Africa's in my heart. And so I came back um, and had my first, my first job, actually, as an uh, agricultural economist for the Farmers Bureau in Zambia. Um, yeah, and uh, and in fact, my first job was uh, as a result. It actually came about as a result of the work that I did, um, because um, the World Bank um, changed the system for um, for purchasing foreign exchange and um, started started an auction system. And so, what I spotted at that time that um, there was an opportunity for getting into uh, trading, purchasing, purchasing dollars, and um, and actually using them to import uh, products from South Africa. So it was it's a kind of a perfect uh, as an entrepreneur, it's this perfect it's this perfect example of just seeing something and jumping in. 
because um, I actually knew, or my husband and I knew nothing about foreign exchange. We knew nothing about importing. We knew nothing about any of that stuff. But what we did have was a market that we knew, um, so a market, um, uh, a network in the in the farming community that knew knew and trusted us, and um, and we knew that there was this opportunity um, to to buy and, and and trade goods. And so yeah, so that was a starting point. So I mean, often and the reason I like to share that story is so often you find people they've got an idea and they come and they've they've worked on their business plan and they've worked on their business plan and they've worked on their business plan and they haven't actually taken an action. And I often use that example to say, guys, it's not about the business plan, it's about the actions that you take. And sometimes you just need to jump in. Um, and um, yeah, it's about it's about taking that first risk, taking that first step. Let me interrupt you. Can we just have a conversation on action? There are many people who, as they are listening to you now, you could spend the rest of your life listening to their great and wonderful ideas in relation to unlocking otherwise blockages in the economy, in all forms of sectors. People's experiences have often given them ideas. If only I had money, I'd be able to take care of this problem. And of course, money is a factor. I don't know whether or not it's a minority factor or a majority factor in relation Mm. to that word that you spoke about, action demystify the need for money or get real with the proposal that money is important but not everything such that action, action, action is foundational and in line with what you are saying. I'm an entrepreneur. You got me on a topic now. We got a, we got an hour for this, right? <laughs> That's my that is my passion. What you're speaking about. I so often get messages, particularly from young people, saying, "You know, I've got this really great idea. Please give me a million rand, um, you know, to buy KFC franchise, or I I need a million rand to do this, or I need the five hundred thousand rand to do that." And I'm actually a, a, a lean startup specialist. I've started, I think it's probably a dozen businesses now on very often on really an idea. And this Fatola, my company right now, literally was an idea and a laptop um, and on the uh, kitchen table. And in fact, uh, I, there's a, I just recently wrote an article because of this, just saying to people, particularly young people, start early, start small, but just do it. And it's not true that you need a lot of money. Yes, if you're going to go into farming or something, of course, you need a fortune. And then you're not going to get that money if you've never had entrepreneurial experience before. So the most important thing is to take the action. And the reason you get nine out of ten people say they talk about the job, the business, and they never do it is because they don't have the courage just to take that first step. And the thing with entrepreneurship is you have to be prepared to fail. And if you're not prepared to fail, if you're too afraid to take the risk to to fail, you'll never be able to start a business because entrepreneurship is all about managed risk. What is failure? What is failure? That word in many respects in business is a misnomer. Sometimes the greatest lesson comes in what otherwise society refers to as failure, whereas it's part of being on the track. For sure. No, I mean, often, I often say that, you know, anybody you scratch the surface of anybody that's successful and they will have become successful through a series of minor failures, sometimes big failures. And, uh, and you're right, it's not, I mean, I use the word failure because that's often how we view it. Sure. But the, 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 art, the art of success is to, as you stumble, as you fall, sometimes flat on your face, it's about saying, okay, what's the gift in this? What did I learn from this? What can I, how can I learn from this, get up and, and, and grow? And, and um, yeah, and that's, and that's it. I mean, the beauty, what I love about being an entrepreneur, what I love about working for myself 
is that there's every day is a possibility. Every day is a possibility to do something better than you did it the day before, to do it differently, to constantly create. And uh, that's what makes it, makes it exciting. Um, but, yeah, so if it's about failure, you know, entrepreneurship success is often a series of minor, minor failures as you, as, you, as you climb. We're in conversation with Ms. Catherine Weinberg, an entrepreneur based in Cape Town as well as an author, born in Zambia, boarding school in the UK, studied agriculture in Scotland, as well as in Australia, where there are more sheep than there are people, <laughs> comes back to South Africa and starts Forex auctioning system in Zambia, simply because the word sounded nice. She didn't have a clue what that meant. And well, yeah. she now finds herself in South Africa, incubating young talent and ideas. Let's talk about yeah. some of the programs that your organization, Business Growth Profession, Professionals, Fatola yeah. does. And on that point, yeah. I might just wish to invite one or two callers who have an idea that they might wish to explore, a question about or on their entrepreneurial journey that they might wish to canvas with Catherine and who knows if whether or not Catherine might like the idea and ask for your details after the show. She is an incubation specifically and especially on small to medium enterprises. It could very well be your chance. Your money could be hidden in the name. Catherine Weinberg, give us a call. Johannesburg, 714-2006. Catherine. Excellent. And guys, I hope somebody calls in because I'd love to, I'd love to be able to help. That's, that's what I'm all about. Um, so Fatola, we started in, um, uh, in 2006. Fatola, as you know, the name means change in uh, Sisuji. And we're all about change, all about growth. And so um, we mostly work with, um, with small businesses in programs. So programs supported, for example, like the SAB Foundation. We do a big program for them called the Talawana program. And um, just as a matter of interest, this, we just closed um, applications for this year. We had over 8,000 people applying for that program. So it's like huge. Um, it's hugely successful all over South Africa, um, every sector. And um, yeah, so that's really, that's a really great program that we do there. And then we have another one, um, another big one for FNB called the Social, um, the Social Impact Lab. And so there it's a little bit more about social impact, what, you know, what people, what uh, businesses people have got that are making a difference in the, in the, in the townships, um, yeah, in the environment. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's essentially what we do. Then the other thing we have is that we also have what's really fantastic at the moment is that we have a thing called Mental Hotline. A mental hotline, anybody in South Africa, whether you're thinking of a business or whether you've got a business, you can go onto the hotline and basically within 24 hours you can get a personal response to any question that you have about um, about growing your business. Let's engage that. Do we, because what you are saying essentially is exploiting, if that is an appropriate term, the discrepancy between government programs, government money, and government policy that does identify opportunity within the local economic development space and to a much larger level. But that's not so much the point in terms of making sure we get massive infrastructure with big business. The real money in South Africa lies in small businesses, anywhere in the world for that matter, because that's where most of the employment takes place. And that's where the ownership takes place. But I, I, I hear what you are saying to almost be operating in the province where government really should be strong on. There is a ministry for small business development. There is a ministry for trade and industry formally, but it was economic development. 
what do you make in relation to public programs and their filtering down to the people and where possibly the problem lies? Yeah, that's such a, that's a, that's a very interesting one. So we work in every province we have since 2009. Um, so we, you know, fully are presented right across the country. Um, my own, you know, my, I'm quite, usually quite harsh on the, on, on government programs. And, uh, so maybe let, let me say it like this. Mm-hmm. I think that government has intention is right. I think they've put a lot of energy. I think they've, for example, CEDA is well represented right across the country and they're really, they're really doing their best. My experience, though, is that business is business is in action, and business is something that you have to be in in order to be able to understand. And too much of what happens at a government level is on a theory basis. You've got people that have never been entrepreneurs trying to teach people how to be entrepreneurs. And so, while it's fine as a kind of fundamental, it's nice that youngsters can get. Um, can get some support and they can get basic training and kind of basic understanding of how to do it at CEDA, that's just the starting point. What really happens is when you get in the trenches and you're building a business, you need to be speaking to people that have walked the walk before you. Because it's like, I wouldn't want to go to a surgeon for a brain surgery if he'd only read about it in the book. I'd actually want him to have done the practice. And it's the same thing with business. We're talking to Catherine Weinberg, entrepreneur and author, based in Cape Town of the organization Fetula, which means, I forgot what it means. It means change. change. It means change. <laughs> change. Oh, thanks, thanks, thanks for that. We are trying and change, to get... And change, not as ka-ching in your pocket. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with change in your pocket for so long as it is in notes. Let's go to a young entrepreneur in Durban, Spesitla. Spesitla, good evening. Catherine's uh, on the good. line listening. Uh, yes. Good evening, Songezo. How are you? Well, sir. Good evening, you? Catherine. Good evening to you. Uh, uh, how are you? Yes, I'm fine. Uh, okay. How are you? Uh, good, thanks. Uh, okay, this is a bit different. I had a business idea uh, of, of owning a security company, which mm. uh, will involve uh, will involve uh, drone. Uh, surveillance. So what I did was I went to uh, Switzerland to the president's uh, president's uh, verified uh, profile, and I inboxed him uh, all the details and the idea. And the next thing I'm listening here to to SAFM, they're talking about drone surveillance, also Figilim Balula. Uh, so. Uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, um, uh, so so um, I, I'm not quite understanding the question. Are you, uh, you're saying you, you have this idea, but you don't know how to uh, to make it happen? Uh, uh, I, I know how to make it happen, but what I did mm. was uh, I mm. was listening to SAFM, and then the president mm. said uh, we must give him ideas because he likes them and what. And then I went to his verified profile mm. and mm. messaged him uh, mm. of this idea, of which uh, uh, there was no response, but then okay. they used so, uh, so the idea. Are you saying that you worried somebody has stolen your idea? The president, Mr. Okay. Ferris Ramaphosa. Yes. So I think, uh, I didn't catch your name. Can you just give me your name again, please? Yes. Yes. Sipe. 
Sipete. Okay, thank you. No, Sipete. no. P. No? P. P. Say P. Yes. P. Say P. Say T. P. P. Sorry, can I take over? May I take over, please, both of you? Okay, okay. Thank you. The name is, please write this down, S-I-P-H-E-S-I-H-L-E. The pronunciation is Sipe-Sile. Sipe-Tisle. Sipe-Tisle. I think that's as as good as I'm going to get it. Sorry, you have to give me a difficult one tonight. Um, look, I think the important thing here is that I think it's unlikely that somebody has stolen your idea. What often happens in the market is multiple people can, uh, come up with the same idea at the same time. What's important in business is the actions that you put behind your idea. Um, so the thing is that, that you need to, if you've got, a, you've got an idea, it's about action that is, um, that is what make you, makes you successful. You know, there's often a thing, nobody makes, nobody makes money from an idea, they make money from putting that idea into action. So I think the first thing is that if you want to, if you want to start a business, a drone security business, it sounds like a really good idea, but you need to start to say, okay, how am I going to make that happen? And I might suggest that if you, if you haven't yet started the business, that you maybe pop us a mail at um, Mentor Hotline. Um, you're onto the Fotola site, um, that's uh, fotola.co.za, and look for the Mentor Hotline um, tab there, and then just register a question to get some assistance as to how to get that business started. That's good enough for us. Thank you so much there, Catherine. Final call of this evening. It's been a while. KGM, good evening. Thanks for calling. Good, good evening, Fegazi. Good evening to your your guests and to the listeners. Allow good evening. To, good evening, KGM. Yes. Good, good evening. Thanks. Allow me to 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 caution you um, with the the previous caller's uh, plea because that is a reality. It's not a myth. I'm not saying in this instance where he says the president stole his idea, but let me give you an example. Uh, I, I I hate to say I because it's actually my team and I. We pioneered a a project for a city in the Eastern Cape, well documented, uh, well covered by the media, um, not to the extent where the nation could have known. We went into offices of, of government, presented right from the, the local municipality to the top. Guess what? Um, we were given a lot of hassles in terms of a pre, a, 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 a establishing this project. And, and this in, involved us even getting direct foreign investment, not depending on government, not depending on local financial institutions, raising our own money, using our own money. Instead of getting support, we, we got, I would say, interrogated. The idea, I, I would, I'm not in a position to say it was stolen, but the, the president started talking about smart city. KGM, I have to wrap up, please. I've got a minute left uh, of the show. Yeah, yes. Um, recently, Ngosasana Zamini Zuma was in the very same area talking about the mm-hmm. same thing that we spoke about. Now, the point is this. When people come on air and plead for help, let's take it seriously because it's serious. That's the point I wanted to raise. Excellent. No, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Catherine, your response? Thanks.
Yeah, thanks, KGM. First of all, from a legal perspective, I think probably Songeza is better to reply to that than myself. But from an entrepreneur perspective, I'm not a favor in, of working um, with with government. I think it's not a it's not a healthy thing to have a business where your only client you only have one client, especially if that is government. And so I think uh, one should always, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, you should always hedge your bets, and um, and certainly. Uh, work in the commercial sector and the private sector as well as the government, because government is, we all know that, it's fraught with all sorts of challenges. And um, uh, again, you know, that's not wise business to be working anywhere where it isn't just straight, it isn't just straight business that, uh, that gets you the deal. Fantastic. Let's leave the show there. Any parting comments that you might wish to say in relation to everything that we have touched on this evening, Catherine? Um, look, I think, I mean, I still, I think it's important that if people want to succeed in business, that they, that they learn to master business. And, and sometimes the, the challenge in, is just, it's small steps. I think often people try to make their first business much too complicated and, and they struggle as a result of that. And um, so I would just encourage anybody, if, they, if they're keen to, to, get it, um, to start a business or they're keen to grow a business, is to, is to take small steps. And if they want to reach out for help, you know, they're very welcome to come to, to the Fatola Mental Hotline. Yeah. Well, let's leave it there. Ms. Catherine Weinberg, entrepreneur and author, the founder of Fetula, which means change, not change in your pocket, but change, doing things differently. And of course, that is based on the fact that she has written a book, Sheep Will Never Rule the World, an account of some hundred stories that she goes around telling young people, particularly those in small business, about the future of entrepreneurship and experiences in starting same. Catherine, for your time, thank you indeed. It's a pleasure. Good evening to you. Good evening. Final comment. Songhez, good evening. As far as adhering to lockdown rules is concerned, police must be strict. Sex workers line up every day in Cropper Street selling their bodies so there is no social distancing at all. Spoken like one who knows exactly what they're talking about. I'm joking. I'm joking. Guys, let's have a sense of humor. Thanks so much, my brother in Rustenburg. T-Man. Evening, Gamma. I trust with your guests are doing just fine. Wow, as our government insists as SA citizens and business-minded to be creative. Man, till today, since 2014, I've never been assisted in any of the financial institutions because we are told we are over age as a basic criteria. Imagine we as a country must build our economy, yet we don't get any assistance from any financial institutions because barriers and red tape do not allow for this to happen. Sidwambune in Cape Town. That was the show, guys. Chat tomorrow. Goodbye.